So it's 3.30 in the afternoon and little me has just finished a long day of third grade learning. What else would I do besides turn on the TV to watch Hannah Montana on Disney Channel? The episode starts with a catchy song and Hannah Montana reminds the young audience, nobody's perfect, you live and you learn it, and if I mess it up sometimes, nobody's perfect. While nine-year-old me probably didn't think anything of it, the criminally catchy song Nobody's Perfect is a great reminder that no matter how much people like to show that they have it all together, in reality, nobody's perfect. Hi, I'm Abby. I like crystal light peach tea, making things look aesthetically pleasing, and I have a certificate in knife skills. I'm Ethan. I like building computers, coaching soccer, and I'm a classically trained cellist. Hi, I'm Belle. I like reading when it's raining, pepper jack cheese, and watching the Smithsonian Channel. Welcome to Modern Story Podcast, episode number eight. Today we're telling stories about understanding life's imperfections. So, who else watched Hannah Montana when they were younger and can relate a little bit to the song? So, personally, I have never watched an episode of Hannah Montana in my life. Um, I actually listened to this song about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I really like the message, though. Yeah. For kids, That's it's, it's a really good message. Yeah, well, I'm in the same boat as you, Belle. I um, I grew up watching Hannah Montana. This is a classic song that I know her by, and once you listen to it once, you're going to know it for the rest of the day. Yep, it's stuck in your head, <laughs> on repeat. All right, let's get started with Abby and her story called 20 and Clueless. I confess, I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. I'm 20 years old, but I still accidentally tell people I'm 18. I'm 20 and still figuring out what it means to legally be considered an, an adult. The other day, I typed into Google, what are 10 things every 20-something should know how to do? The first thing one article said was, make a great breakfast. They say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, yet I skip it every single day. <laughs> it's not that I can't make a great breakfast. I just prefer 20 extra minutes of sleep over eating breakfast. The second thing the article said was, argue kindly. In my head, I will formulate the words to say, I disagree, but nothing ever seems to escape my lips. Third, hold a conversation with someone of any age. You'd think that being a double communications major, I would be able to do this one easily. Yet, I'm still afraid of making my own appointments, and I avoid mass social interaction interactions at family gatherings because I never know what to say when my grandma says, Abby, what's your five-year plan after college? Or, Abby, when are you going to get married and give me grandchildren? Fourth, parallel park. The last time I attempted this was on the same night my childhood dog, Toby, died. Now I would rather walk a mile than relive my past trauma of bawling my eyes out while trying not to crash into another car. Fifth, defend your media choice. Honestly, I'm even confused with my media choices. I love action and sci-fi movies, yet I cry during Disney and rom-com movies. Sixth, limit your online life. Is it bad that my weekly average screen time was 8 hours and 26 minutes at one point? Seventh, approach a stranger. Sometimes I still order online because I don't want to be judged for putting almost every single topping on my Chipotle bowl order. Or I will avoid returning clothing because my self-esteem can't handle another person judging my impulsive buying habits. Eighth, stand up for yourself. The other day I was scrolling through a list of things to ask my boyfriend and one of the questions stated, if I were in a fight, would you let me fight my own battles or fight them for me? At first I was like, yeah. I'm a strong, independent woman, but secretly, like in any romantic movie, I want my Prince Charming to save the day. Ninth, stay well-rested. 
I don't think I could count the number of times I went to bed before 1 a.m. on my fingers over the last two and a half years. I never mean to fall asleep when the pastor is preaching. I'm just praying. Tenth, um, tip generously. While I always tip 20%, I also struggle with tipping in places with no server or waiter. Is it rude not to give a tip when um, the tip screen pops up on the checkout screen? Needless to say, I'm a people pleaser. I always second guess myself and I overthink minuscule details. I cry over sappy things and I'm annoyingly hyper aware of my social, awkward social interactions or lack thereof. Yet, at least I know how to fold a fitted sheet. Great story, Abby. I feel like I can relate to a lot of that. Um, My question for you is if you had to pick one of the 10 things that you talked about to master in the next year or so, which one would you pick? Uh, uh, I would definitely say getting sleep. Um, While it's probably not super realistic, I definitely... Um, I know I set this goal at the beginning of the year and it was to go to bed before like 10 o'clock, but, um, it hasn't worked very well. So we'll see if that happens ever. One question I have for you is like throughout writing this podcast, did you think you have learned, uh, to like cope or even embrace some of these imperfections that you talk about in your story? Yeah, definitely. I would say... Um, as I was going through all 10 or even more that I saw um, while looking through the list, I was like, okay, I kind of get some of these. Um, but I think it's just realizing that um, each of us has these imperfections, but just to keep going along with them. Here is Ethan in his story called They Call Me Twice Exceptional. I do not understand other people. Most of the time I like to think I'm playing 4D chess while everyone else is playing checkers, but I do not know what I'm doing. Who puts pineapple on pizza? Who likes Chick-fil-A sauce more than Raisin Cane sauce? And especially, why do some people always wear shorts regardless of the Arctic wasteland that is a Minnesota winter? I find all of these things complete mysteries. Why do people do 35 and a 65? Why can't people obey simple traffic laws? One time, a very short guy driving a Jeep Wrangler drove on the left side of the road. What caused him to do that? And it wasn't because he was British. As I jumped off the sidewalk, I saw his clenched teeth, and they were far too straight to be British. I don't understand the conventions of the English language, or any language for that matter. What are semicolons used for? Wait. What is a colon, and why are we only using half of it? Where am I supposed to put commas? I just put them whenever I run out of breath. And grammar, it's overrated. I could not tell you one rule of grammar. Even as I wrote this story, I brainstormed and researched some grammar rules, but I didn't really understand, much less embrace anything I found. What's a conjunction, and why did Schoolhouse Rock make their best song about it? I was never good at Mad Libs. Or spelling. Supposedly, spelling rules exist for the English language, but I don't understand them. In fourth grade, I did so poorly on my spelling tests that my small, angry teacher, Mrs. Cushing, suggested to my parents that I should be put in my school's extra help after-school program. Why can't I spell though as T-H-O, or any form of there as T-H-E-R? Why can't words simply be spelled how they sound? Think about that one, Mrs. Cushing. 
Later in eighth grade, my English teacher, Mr. Cattell, suggested to my parents that my below average performance in his class was probably due to dyslexia. My parents then dragged me to an overpassionate psychologist who did hours of nonsensical testing. For example, they had, spell, they had me spell words that didn't even exist. They asked me to spell gron, which they spelled G-R-O-N, but I spelled it G-R-A-W-N. Needless to say, I was diagnosed with severe dyslexia, or as they labeled it, I was twice exceptional. I always hated that. I would have rather they just called me dumb. Either way, that diagnosis will stick with me for the rest of my life like a scar that never fades. And as I said, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm willing to bet neither do you. And that, with that in mind, these are just some of my imperfections. Maybe we're all playing 40 chess, or more likely, we're all trying to learn checkers. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, great. I Completely related, especially with the grammar part. Uh, my question for you is: uh, Do you think that understanding grammar will give you insights into understanding life? See, if I ever actually do take the time to understand grammar, I think that I think that would really help me. Um, but will I ever take the time to understand grammar? Probably not. It's <laughs> fair. Uh, my question for you is: Have you tried any Mad Libs recently, and how did it go? <laughs> so. Because of my past experiences with Mad Libs, I have not. Um, although, with my experiences, um, they didn't go well. I, I, I didn't really know what a noun was or a verb or any of those yeah. things. So That's fair. Sometimes I forget what an adjective is and you just got to Google it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> here is Belle and her story called Let's Be Honest Here. It's true. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have my license, but sometimes I'm convinced I don't actually know how to drive. During my driver's test, I tried to pull out of the parking spot I had just successfully cornerbacked into while still in reverse. I only bumped the curb slightly, but according to the instructor, I didn't do anything too hazardous, so I still passed. And every time I pull up to the four-way stop on Main Street in my hometown, I pray that I'm the only car there so I don't have to try and remember who gets the right of way. I'm 20 years old, and every time I need to make a phone call to someone that I don't see on a daily basis, my armpits immediately start sweating. I feel the need to rehearse exactly what I'm going to say, and I spent the summer as a receptionist. I know I should floss my teeth more than I do, but it's really tedious, and I brush my teeth twice a day anyway, so it's not like I'm neglecting my teeth. I don't know the difference between hard and soft water, but I know that every time I move back to school, my hair throws a tantrum because of the difference. And I still call my mom while standing in the target aisle to ensure that I'm buying the right vitamins. I technically have an English literature minor, but I have yet to enjoy, or understand for that matter, a single piece of classical literature that I've read. What makes the Canterbury Tales so great anyways? If it were up to me, I'd be reading a fast-paced fantasy novel with a romantic enemies-to-lover subplot and a morally gray, dark-haired love interest, but that's not very scholarly of me. I read every, every book I read, I give five stars on Goodreads until I go back and change it to an accurate rating once I've come down from the high of finishing the book. And sometimes I unintentionally spoil big plot points because my eyes just jump to the next page when they should be focusing on what we're currently reading. I can recite every word of any One, Dir any One Direction song at any given moment and tell you which member is singing, but I cannot tell you one thing I learned in human biology last year, except that the mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. I guess 12-year-old me was just more dedicated. In hindsight, I'm 20 years old and I might not know how to do a lot of things. 
But if you're ever finding yourself needing a book recommendation that won't make you want to bang your head on a table, I might just be able to help. And if I've learned anything in college, it's that most people also have no idea what they're doing, so we might as well just be honest about it. Awesome story, Bob. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> One question I have for you is, how do you think we can be more honest about our imperfections? It's a great question. Um, I think it kind of starts with your mindset, at least for me. Um, I try to just remember that nobody's perfect, and why should I care what other people think? Because they aren't perfect, so who are they to judge? Who am I to judge? Um, so I think if we all just kind of keep that in the back of our minds, then everyone can just be kinder to each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my question for you is, what is your book recommendation for me? Oh boy, put it on the spot. Um, I'm going to say, just because I talked about a fantasy novel in my story, I'm going to recommend A Court of Thorns and Roses because it's been my favorite book series for the like past year. So. And the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite One Direction song? Um, so it changes all the time, but right now I think it is Through the Dark from their third album, Night Murmurs. So, Not yeah. a bad choice. Yeah. Um, so guys, what did we learn today? We learned that nobody is perfect. As Hannah Montana very well said. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, um... Our imperfections, we've learned that our imperfections give us character, um, and Hannah Montana said it perfectly that everyone makes mistakes, right. so yep. um, without those mistakes and imperfections, then we would all be mindless robots, and no one wants that. Right. It gives us a little bit of character, and yeah, I definitely. think we should embrace those, so yeah. Um, we would like to thank some people for helping us out in the Modern Story Podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to Professor Chris Schofener and his teaching assistants for maintaining the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thanks to the writers such as Johnny Opping and Hannah Montana who inspired our stories. And we should probably thank each other for our edits. Thank you. So thank you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, look for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast, which is called Shoved Under the Tightrope, hosted by Sophia Pixley, Caden Lamb, and Maya Phillips. And lastly, go tell everyone you know, your taxidermist, your sister's boyfriend, uh, your father, your mother, your grandparents, your cousins three times removed, all of them, about our podcast.